Hi, I'm Aaron Douglas. You most likely know me from Battlestar Galactica, where I played Chief Tyrrell. And I've been on a bunch of other things. I was Turtle in the Flash and Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. I was Gordon Rimmer. That's a, that's a fan favorite. Jordy Chin from Ubisoft's Watch Dogs. Watch for more of that. And now I'm writing comic books for Aftershock Comics. And you are listening to Neo Before Pod. Neo Before Blog presents Neo Before Pod. Welcome to the Neil Before Pod Christmas Spectacular. I'm the host that puts the cra in Christmas cracker. I'm Craig, the host, and joining me is a plucky bunch of festive fiends. I don't know. What am I doing with this? Basically, there's going to be people here and we're going to play some games. So first up, she puts the ca in caroling. It's cat. I know it's not the spelling of your name, but it's close. It's phonetic. I'll take it. Fa-la-la-la-la, indeed. Thank you for having me. <laughs> a joy to be here as always. You all have such unfestive names. It was really difficult <laughs> to do this bit. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, he puts the I in I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. It's Isaac. Hello. Yeah, that's probably the closest you can get. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, he puts the A in All I Want for Christmas is You. It's Angus. Season's greetings. There's no A in All I Want for Christmas in You. <laughs> There's also no K in Caroling, but we work with what we got. <laughs> and lastly, it's the easy one. He puts the Chris in Christmas. It's Chris. Ho, 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 ho. Pretty fundamental. The Chris yeah. in Christmas. Oh, yeah. I think Chris has been at the uh, Christmas sherry already. I wish. <laughs> Yeah, you'll need it by the end of this podcast. Okay, so we're here again. It's Christmas, nearly. Getting closer, and we're here to play some dumb games. But before we start, I want to go to a word from our presenting sponsor, the fast-growing monogramdoorknobs.com. If you want a monogram doorknobs, go to monogramdoorknobs.com. It's custom. Wait, for real? Can I get a monogram? <laughs> Can I get a monogram doorknob? <laughs> That sounds can. great. What's the offer? Do we get a discount? Yeah, if you use the code Neil at their checkout page, you get 2% <laughs> off. Ooh, bargain. You're actually cheaper buying a doorknob and just scratching a letter on it by yourself. Oh, but it won't be as nice. No. Craig, I've heard you started selling monogram doorknobs door to door, and you go to the door like, ah, oh, they've already got one. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's got their initial on it. If you want to know about this joke, just go back to last year. It was made last year. And it is a domain that now links to Neil Before Blog, so... <laughs> yeah, it does actually still work. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Testing in real time. Yes, oh my god. <laughs> I guess it's going to confirm. Kat's going to double-check it. Yeah, you've got to check it. Yeah. I checked, and we've actually got two. So we've got monogramdoorknobs.com, and we also have monogramdoorhandles.com, because I think we switched it during the podcast. <laughs> And that's why no one sponsors us, because, because we never get it right, because we butcher it completely. Well, we give it away for free. Uh, if anyone wants those two domains, I am open to offers. <laughs> well, that's how we make our millions. Once the monogram doorknobs take off, we've got that domain. Once Disney creates a TV series about monogram doorknobs and what's that domain, that'll be it. That's when we cash in. But anyway, we digress. So let us get started. We're here. Just play some games. As with last year, 
everyone, or at least most of us, hopefully, have concocted a game for us all to play. And as with last year, there are no stakes, no structure, no tension, and hopefully some fun. I have assigned you all a number, and I'm going to use random.org to decide who goes first. So, punching it in. Isaac, you win or lose. Hey. So explain to us your game, how it works, and what we need to do. It's a very simple quiz based on Netflix comedy rom-com Christmas Netflix movies. So it's just five multiple choice questions on films such as Princess Switch, Operation Christmas Drop, and many three more. Great. Sounds amazing. Netflix movies are the jam for Christmas, so let's go for it. Exactly. You will need a pen and paper or writing equipment. Oh, I've got Notepad open now, so I suggest that everybody opens Notepad or whatever note-taking program, or even just use paper if you want. I've opened IRL Notepad. Okay, look. Question one. In the Netflix movie Operation Christmas Drop, Erica falls for an army man, Andrew Jantz. What is Andrew Jantz's rank? Is it A, private, B, captain, C, sergeant, or D, lieutenant? I haven't seen it, so that's good. It's a Netflix movie. Craig hasn't seen any Netflix movies whatsoever. That's the rules. No, no, I've seen one. Remember, listen to the latest news podcast and you will find out which one. <laughs> Maybe it's this next one, if everyone's ready. Could be. Question two. In The Princess Switch, Stacy and Kevin are invited to Belgravia to take part in the competition. What is the nature of the competition? Is it A, a talent show, B, a dance competition, C, a baking competition, or D, the Olympics? Have you just summarised the plots for the next few Christmas Switch movies? The next four Princess Switch movies. One of them's already done. The next question is on the best Christmas Netflix rom-com, A Night Before Christmas. In A Night Before Christmas, the knight, Sir Cole, helps a child called Claire escape from a fragile frozen lake. He tells her to act like a specific animal to help her cross the lake safely. Which animal is it? Is it A, a snail, B, a penguin, C, a snake, or D, a worm? I think you've remembered more about these films than anyone has ever. We've watched a lot of them quite recently. <laughs> it is Christmas season, so they're quite fresh. It's time to watch tension-free Netflix Christmas movies. Yeah, tension-free Netflix Christmas movies. I bet some of the writers have forgotten these. How many of these have you watched out of interest? What's the ratio? How are they fresh? We're recording on the 6th of December. When does Christmas season start for you? <laughs> July. It's been since sort of end of November-ish, so maybe over the course of two weeks. Interesting. Yeah, more like an I hour. I thought you were going to say all in one day. <laughs> all in one day. Movie marathon I, It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of it, you're just like, who's Vanessa Hudgens playing in this one? What's going on here? Everyone in the world is a potential Vanessa Hudgens. She's a time lord. <laughs> Pretty much. Where am I? Up to four. So, question four is based on the 2021 release. It's brand new. Fresh out called A Castle for Christmas. In A Castle for Christmas, novelist Sophie Brown escapes to Scotland after releasing a controversial book in her book series. Which number book is it? Is it A, the 10th book, B, the 11th book, C, the 12th book, or D, the 13th book? Everyone knows there's no castles in Scotland. Will we put them on the biscuit tins to sell more shortbread? Exactly. As soon as you asked the question, I was thinking, right, it's got to be third. I had no idea whatsoever, but I was I was sure three was going to be a safe answer. Then you started with ten. We started counting up from there. <laughs> Is she a young adult author, perchance? I think it's sort of airport rom-com novels. 
So she's probably written about 20 million. She's writing the next 20 Christmas Netflix movies. <laughs> Might as well be the, the writer of all of them. Just like, I'm going to write a story about myself. That'd be proper meta, wouldn't it? Just the, <laughs> the writer. Every year I go to a castle in Scotland and write a Christmas movie that then releases on Netflix the following year. The final question, question five. In A Christmas Prince, journalist Amber poses as which profession to access the castle and meet with the prince? Is it A, a cleaner, B, a tutor, C, a gardener, or D, a driver? I've seen quite a lot of those films and remembered not those details about any of them. I have not seen any of those films. You need to fix that this year. Just watch them all. Just in one day. Just pick a day yeah, and just spend them. 20 hours just watching Vanessa Hudgens. All of them. Put them all on at once on five different screens. They'll probably sync up. <laughs> <laughs> be one of those things that will just reveal a hidden code that teaches you the secrets of the universe. <laughs> Answers time. Question one was about Operation Christmas Drop. Andrew Jantz is B, a captain. Yeah. Anyone get captain? I did. Yay. Did so not. You get a point. What do points mean? Nothing. I mean, <laughs> honour, I guess. <laughs> no, not even that. There's no honour in this. You can brag on how many Netflix Christmas rom-coms you know about. That you've guessed correctly. That you've guessed <laughs> Some <about>. random detail. <laughs> the answer to question two, the Princess Switch, it is a C, baking competition. Oh, I thought it was the Olympics. I'm so sure it was ah. the Olympics. The I Olympics is... Princess Switch for the Olympics. Oh. <laughs> Is that actually true? No, there's no Princess Switch for. Well, they might be. They might have the Olympics. It's the third one this year, isn't it? With three Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, romancing the star. The three Vanessa Hudgens. It's the wrong time of year to have the Olympics in a Christmas film, isn't it? I should it? have put the Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. That would have been way more trickier. That's true. I should have known that. The Olympics isn't at Christmas. But it's a Netflix movie. Who cares? They're not set in reality. Question three was on a night before Christmas. The night, Sir Cole, helps Claire across the frozen lake by telling her to act like A, a snail. Somehow I got that. <laughs> yeah, so did I. Yay. How does that make sense? Snails are not well known for traversing ice. It's because they're very slow. Everything has to be uh, like slow and steady. And spread out on your belly so you don't fall through. Well, I guess the penguin, because that makes sense, but... That I was wrong for assuming it would make sense. Fell into my devious trap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for assuming it, something would make sense. So did I. I fell right <laughs> through the ice into your devious trap. Question four, which is about a castle for Christmas. It is D, the 13th novel. Yes. Yeah. Got it right. Get the it unlucky in. number. <laughs> <laughs> She's prolific. How old is she in this story? In her 40s, I think. Okay. I suppose that's old enough to have written 13 novels. Finally, a Christmas prince, Janice Amber, Amber, sorry, poses as B, a tutor, yes. to get to the castle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how did everyone do? Two. Not bad. Two as well. Ooh. So far, joint first. I somehow got four. <laughs> 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 and I... Got a miraculous two. Ooh, so there's a joint second place to everyone, except for Chris, who I watched all the movies with yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> who wins the prize with four points. Well done. It's the Chris in Christmas movies. Yes. Well done, Chris. You've showed your knowledge about something that you know nothing about. So that's impressive. Strategic guesswork and putting B for most of the answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a D for most of the answers. That was a bad choice. 
Add on. B-B-A-D-B. Well, well done. Well done. You win nothing. So congratulations. <laughs> Good work. Good work. Good quiz, Isaac. It's got me in the mood for watching some Netflix Christmas movies. I will make my way through some of them when I'm looking for something that has no impact on my brain capacity whatsoever. When you need to do the dishes or your food is cooking or you're in a different room. (laughs) (laughs) And I recommend putting on. I think the best so far this year is not A Castle for Christmas. Maybe The Princess Switch 3. It's quite entertaining. There's that bit in the first one. I mean, there's loads of bits in the first one. It's the only one I've seen of the three. It's the bit where it's, well, this looks like the bit where she might get found out and then she doesn't. And no one even twigs a single thing. And the film's full of stuff like that. I imagine the other two are full of the same thing. Pretty much, yeah, there's lots of, ooh, I've been rumble. I love that in every news roundup, you're like, nah, I never watch Netflix movies. Never watch Netflix movies. Nah, nah, nah. See this great when you're recommending? Nah, I'm not going to watch that. It's a Netflix film. However, you've watched The Princess Switch? Yeah. I want to recommending high-octane dramas. I think I may have watched it with you, Isaac, when we lived together. Maybe. We watched some Christmas things. Yeah. I think we watched The Night Before Christmas together, I think. Yeah. The Christmas Chronicles as well. I love the Christmas Chronicles. I think that's really good. Kurt Russell is Santa. How can you beat it? You can't. Anyway, time for game number two. Random.org will reveal again. And it's Cat. You win. Round two. Woohoo. Go me. <laughs> and also, go you guys. Good luck. The enthusiasm in your voice there was so infectious. <laughs> Woo and also who. Okay, so my little improvised game has to do with... What Christmas movies do you guys think made the most money in the box office worldwide? Let's not go by any specific market, but let's try and think for a second of Christmas movies of yore and also Christmas movies of not so long ago and try and guess which ones I would say... I don't know, what should we do, a top five? I don't want to give you guys too many clues because I do think that I may give it away if I make you guys put them in order. But also there's way too many Christmas movies. So, okay, tell you what. <laughs> I love how you've prepared this far in advance. You know exactly how oh, the game very, works. Yes, and you're absolutely yes. not putting it together on the fly right now. I had a very different idea and I very much decided against it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do that okay so i'm gonna give you a list of 15 films and i want you guys to try and rank them from most money to least money so top to bottom so here we go the holiday elf arthur christmas jingle all the way a christmas carol specifically the 2009 one four christmases a bad mom's christmas last christmas the polar express Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas from 2000. The Jim Carrey one. Yes, indeed. The Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Did anybody watch this? I didn't watch this. Is that the one with Oprah in it? (laughs) I don't think so. I'm not sure. It's Disney from three or four years ago. The one with the girl from Interstellar. That's how I know this movie. I missed it entirely. I'm sure I did see it. I'm going to have to look it up. The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus 2. The Grinch from 2018, so the Benedict Cumberbatch one, somehow, for some reason, and I do believe that's everything. So yeah, rank away. Yeah, so The Nutcracker, I have seen it. I don't remember it, but I have seen it, in case anybody cares. I have not seen The Nutcracker. (laughs) I have not seen Four Christmases. (laughs) 
or last Christmas. There's lots I've not seen. <laughs> well, you don't need to. You just need to guess which made less money than the other. And remember, rank them from most money to least money. I have written down 14. Am I supposed to have 15? Ooh, yeah, I've got maybe. 14 as well. I've got 13. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. What did I miss? The games are going about as well as I expected. <laughs> I may have missed A Christmas Carol. I've got A Christmas Carol 2009. Yeah, that's the one, okay. Bad Bombs Christmas, Four Christmases, Santa Claus, Santa Claus 2, Nutcracker... Holiday, Grinch times two, but different versions of Grinch. Home Alone, did I say Home Alone? You did not. And Home Alone. (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) Right, which one? Well, I've made no money. With my terrible handwriting, and I was trying to write everything down quick, instead of writing Dr. Seuss's Grinch, I wrote in Dr. Seuss's Grinder. Oh dear. (laughs) That's a very different Christmas movie. Box office smash. That would have made all the money. Yeah. Next year, we're going to do the Christmas porn games. No, we're not. We're definitely not. Unless the listeners ask for it, in which case, no, still not doing it. Write in your requests. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. We at the autograph doorknob people are a family business. and <laughs> We can't have this monogram, on the Monogram, monogram doorknobs. <laughs> do you want FU on your doorknob? Is it monogramdoorknobs.com? FU for the front door, CK for the back door. <laughs> Oh, you got away with that. I wouldn't be censoring that. You got away with it. Well done. (laughs) Okay, I have numbers next to everything. I'm pretty sure they're all wrong. We'll see. I have rushed through the last few, and I think maybe one of them does not deserve to. I was going number one through number 15 and got there and thought, ah, maybe that doesn't deserve to be so far down the list, but I'm sticking (laughs) with it now. My guess is that Chris has just numbered them in the same order that he was told them. (laughs) (laughs) He's probably still getting over so well. Using that method. I mean, it's a tactic. You can do it. There's nothing against it. All right. So I'm going to read them backwards for funsies. In last place, with absolute least money in this list anyway, is Last Christmas 2019. Oh, written really. by Emma Thompson. Apparently not very good. Uh, I quite liked I haven't seen it, so yeah, I quite can't. Liked it. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to hear. Henry Golden. He misfires at Christmas, misfires at G.I. Joe. Poor guy. Was that one of those mm. sort of big ensemble cast type ones? No. Is it not? No. Last Christmas is Amelia Clark is a bit of a burnout and she's struggling to get her life together and she works in a Christmas shop owned by Michelle Yeoh. Okay, I thought it was like a sort of Love Actually type thing. And when I got to numbering it, I thought, oh no, there's probably lots of famous people in that that meant that this was very popular. <laughs> but turns out it wasn't. Uh-huh. Next, we have Jingle All The Way Aww. from 1996 which I honestly thought would be higher in the list, but I suppose also inflation is a thing, right? There's, I think, a few surprises here with that in mind. I was actually surprised that Jingle All The Way was released in theatres. I thought it was a straight-to-video thing. Next up, we have A Bad Mom's Christmas 2017, which I have not seen. Anyone here seen it? Yes, I have. <laughs> and thoughts? It is not good. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I don't know if you've seen the... First, a bad mom's movie. No. Yeah, it's also not good. <laughs> good to know. It's got Kristen Bell in it, though, so that's why I watched it. Oh, I do like her. Next up, we have Arthur Christmas 2011, which I actually was surprised to see this high up in the list. I didn't hate it. I thought it was a pretty cute little film. Jim Broadbent as Santa. Yeah, exactly. Next up, we have Four Christmases. 
2008. I had four Christmases well down my list because yeah. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> yeah, no, neither do I. It's 2008. I don't remember this. It's Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon are terrible people that make up excuses to not visit their families at Christmas and then their flight is cancelled so they're forced to spend their Christmases with their families. So they have four Christmases with the two sets of families and oh. everyone's a terrible person. Sounds Joy like of joys. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I really didn't convince you to watch it, did I? No, I think I'm okay, thanks. That was a bit of a Vince Vaughn pun there for you. That weird mid to late 2000s rom-com era question mark where, yeah, just it was all about awful people. Do you remember this time? That was a weird time. Every poster was white with red text on it. Yes, exactly. I think that John Favreau plays Vince Vaughn's brother in it as well. Oh, that's good casting. Yeah, I guess. Mm. I think they could pull off being brothers. I don't recommend you watch it. It'll make you feel really bad about Christmas. <laughs> I mean, it's probably quite real in that I don't want to spend time with these people that I'm related to, but you know what I think about that. <laughs> right, so next on the list is The Santa Claus 2 from 2002. I got that well wrong. <laughs> I correctly guessed that it would make less money than The Santa Claus 1, because sequels always tend to do worse. Well, do they, though? In this case, I think. Hmm, yes. Perhaps. Mayhaps, mayhaps. Yeah, in this case, yes. Not going to argue, obviously. I haven't read The Santa Claus yet. At number nine, we have The Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Honestly, I'm really surprised because I thought it was an absolute dud. But I suppose for Disney, even an absolute dud makes it into a list of most successful, highest grossing things. <laughs> what else are you going to drag your kids to see at Christmas? That's it. This is all there is. Here it That's is. That's it, yeah. At number eight, we have The First Santa Claus from 1994. So yeah, as you say, Craig, no surprises there for that one. And that one's the classic one, right? So the makes film sense. That Tim Allen absolutely hated being in. He hated yeah. it so much he did another two of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad, sad money. Hmm. At number seven, we have The Holiday from 2006. Kate Winslet and... Jude Law and Karen Diaz and Jack Black. I think probably maybe one of the most beloved rom-coms. I think through the years it's amassed quite a bit of love on a cult level. It's a very nice one. It is a pretty nice one, isn't it? I've not seen it and I assumed it was Last Holiday, which is a film about Queen Latifah skiing or something, which is oh. not that. <laughs> very different. No, it's about Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz swapping houses, basically, and they each have a romance with someone unexpected and that's kind of it it's pretty cute yeah i thought it was pretty inoffensive but i am surprised by how much staying power it seems to have it truly right gets talked about yeah i think it's because of, yes it's inoffensive but there's something genuinely heartwarming about it there's something very empathetic about the way that these characters are portrayed and the problems that they're facing and just dealing with empathy also it's cozy and also it's cozy Jude Law in his prime. Jude Law in a woolly jumper. What more could you want? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> super cozy, super cute. Well, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> At number six, we have one of the staples of the season, Elf from 2003. Absolute behemoth monolith, I think. I'm now wondering what number one is, because that was my number one pick. Right. That was my number one, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I think the top five that's coming up now is going to be a little surprising, y'all. It was very surprising for me. At number five, we have The Polar Express. All-time Christmas movies, top five. The Polar Express. I mean, yeah, sure. Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks playing all the parts. Weird CGI. 
weird uncanny valley cgi (laughs) (laughs) a train a train yeah number five weird at number four we have a christmas carol from 2009 the iconic dickens story but with cgi jim carrey gary oldman colin firth and so on which i thought was okay but like honestly ain't nobody gonna beat the muppet christmas carol in terms of adapting the story so eh shrug number four though somehow at number three we have dr seuss how the grinch stole christmas the jim carrey version lots of jim carrey in this top five and then number two home alone (sighs) which leaves at number one somehow the grinch is that because it's the oldest one oh no the 2018 one i thought you meant the no, original. it's the newest yeah. one. I liked the newest one. I liked it too. I just kind of think that there's an element of, I don't know, looking at the rest of the list, maybe not so. Because a lot of the list of the top 30, 30 something list of highest gross and Christmas films that I found, they're from the last 20 years mostly. And then there's some older films sneaking in at a pretty low position now, thinking about inflation and so on. Not that I thought that The Grinch would have been a dud in terms of box office money, but I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I see. Okay, cool. The CGI movie from like three years ago. Okay, neat. So yeah, Home Alone at number two. I think that one's kind of surreptitiously still making money because they screen it every year. And yeah. I wonder if that counts yeah i had it one yeah i'm disappointed that it's not number one (laughs) (laughs) so how did everybody do not well i don't know not very well (laughs) i didn't get any of them as we were going through i was kind of making up a potentially useless scoring system where i was putting the number the actual number down and then recording how far out i was and i had 54 (laughs) points out (laughs) i got polar express bang on and the rest well, some closer than others, some very far out. Yeah, it's not going to mean anything because I'm guessing nobody else was daft enough to do that while we were no. playing. But yes, 54 <laughs> points out. I love it. For that amount of effort, I award you the crown for this game. <laughs> thank you for playing so hard. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you win for coming up with a creative scoring system. That means Hell nothing yeah. to anyone. <laughs> How very mathematic. Did you put it in a spreadsheet? I feel like you must have put it in a spreadsheet. I didn't actually, but now uh, that you mention it, I could, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send that round later. Uh, you can all have a look at the spreadsheet. Graph in the show notes. No, there won't be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a fun game. We got to talk about some Christmas movies, some Less conventional ones, ones that you, I wouldn't necessarily think about revisiting. I'm never going to watch Bad Mom's Christmas ever again, for example. It's just not going to put myself through that. But yeah, thanks, Kat. That was a, a fun game. We got to remember some movies. At the end of the day, isn't that what this is all about? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Back to random.org. Let's see what randomly assigned number comes up there. It's me. Yay, it's my game time. Wait. Okay, so my game, I selected a bunch of Christmas movies and then sorted them by the lowest rating and picked out some of the funniest comments or comments that I thought were the funniest. And we can just guess what the film is based on the scathing review. Well, it's up to you. Do you want to shout in with your guesses or do you want to write them down and we'll go through it at the end? Uh, like shout in could be fun. Or maybe just speak in. Yeah, speak at a normal level. But yeah, buzz yourself in. Come up with your own buzzer yeah. sound effect and use that. Let's start. First one is 
I despise this film. Boring, unfunny, sad. The Christmas film for middle-aged mums and straight people who want to pretend that they are humorous and in the Christmas spirit. Oh boy, where to start? Um... <laughs> Jingle bells. I'm going to guess Love Actually for all of these. <laughs> Incorrect. Ah. <laughs> for all of them, just all of them. Well, if Not I didn't get that guess. one right, I'm going to keep going back to the Love Actually well. <laughs> Should I spoil it and say Love Actually isn't on the list? <laughs> <laughs> no, just keep them going. Damn it. Keep them going. Elf. Correct. Well done. <laughs> oh. Is that a quote again? <laughs> I despise this film. Boring, unfunny, sad. The Christmas film for middle-aged mums and straight people who want to pretend that they are humorous and in the Christmas spirit. Oh. If I had more time, I would have got Aaron to read these and just played them. So was Elf just a stab in the dark or did any of that point you in the direction of Elf? I was looking at my list of Christmas movies that Kat gave us. Uh, yeah, I valid. chose Elf. Yeah. <laughs> it's as valid a strategy as any. Okay, are we ready for the second one? Yeah. Okay. The budget for this film was $10 million. It would have been less offensive to just burn the money. And I thought the second quote for this film was funny, so I just put it in. Watched this with my lass and she ended up loving it. So that's now an issue I have to deal with. <laughs> what could cost $10 million? I mean, a lot of things cost $10 million. Movies are expensive. Jingle Bells, Love Actually. Love Actually isn't on the list. You need to get off this. <laughs> oh, no, too bad. What I can do is I can find a Love Actually quote just as a, a thing that we can talk about. I'm guessing it costs a lot more than 10 mil. Yeah, I would imagine so. Is it The Princess Switch? No, that's expensive. I'll go for my other mind now. You're right. Slip. You're correct. Hey. Hey. I did edit one of the comments slightly to remove the word Vanessa, because that would just give it away. That looks pretty good for 10 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the split screen is competent. That's some impressive I'd cake. look good for 10 million too. Give me 10 million dollars and I can look good. <laughs> Maybe. Not a penny less though. <laughs> yeah, not a penny less. Monogramdoorknobs.com are not giving them that kind of money, unfortunately. The Christmas movie that I'm going to discuss next is this quote. Okay, I'm not kidding. How is whatever his name is not in jail by the end? I'm going to do a Christmas murderer. <laughs> Home Alone. No, it's not Home Alone. And it's not a Christmas oh. murderer. <laughs> whatever that is. I really want to say love, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who in that film could be in jail Scrooged. by the end? Scrooged, did you say? Yeah. It's not. Not that, no. I'll give everybody one guess and then I'll reveal it. I haven't got one. You can go ahead. It was Jingle All the Way. How mm. uh, is Arnie not in jail by the end? I had to edit to remove the name Howard because everybody knows that Arnie's name is Howard in that movie. Do they? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. When I was young and I used to misbehave, instead of smacking me, my mum would make me watch this film as punishment. Sometimes I wish she would have just beaten me instead. <laughs> A bad mum's Christmas? <laughs> no! <laughs> it's not that old, so how young would that person have to be to be saying that? Is it, it's a wonderful life? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I don't remember if there's Christmas featured in it. I think, actually, yes. And I hate myself for saying this, because it's one of my favourite films, but The Sound of Music? Nope. Okay. I didn't <laughs> even know that Christmas was featured in that movie, so... At the very end, I'm pretty sure it's Christmas when they run away from the Nazis, I think. Okay, well, it ain't that. Who's not guessed? I've lost track. Angus and Chris, I think you've not guessed. The Grinch. Nope. Jingle Bells, Home Alone. Nope. It was Batman Returns. 
Your <laughs> 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 mum made them watch it. Yeah, apparently. That is cruel, actually. It's quite a... Yeah, quite a brutal watch, to be fair. I can understand why you might rather be violently assaulted rather than watch it. Have any of you heard that Danny DeVito wrote a Penguin comic this month? Yes, I did read that. Yeah, it's a bonkers. Oh, it's actually out? Okay. Yeah, it came out this month. I think it's like a villain annual. It's like a mini story. The Penguin Cures COVID. Spoiler. <laughs> My God. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. He wins at the end of Batman Returns and goes on to cure COVID. And that's the comic. Sure. Sounds great. Yeah, it's very unnecessary. So it's an alternate universe type thing where he wins and then... Yeah. That's a thing that exists. Oh, cool. Next one. Why did any of this happen? Why was Santa a criminal? Who wrote this movie? The Santa Claus 3? Specifically <laughs> 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 <Just> 3. <laughs> no, it's not. Jingle Bells, the Santa Claus 2. Nope. Chrissy's Christmas buzzer sound effect was at Miracle on 34th Street or whatever it's called. No, but I like where your head's at with that one because he goes on trial, so that's a good... Yeah. Yeah. But it's not that. No, rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) Kat, do you have a guess? I struggle to think of movies where Santa's a criminal. Oh, Oh, never mind. I've had my go. If you have a second one, one, you can have my guess. Is there a bad Santa? (laughs) No. (laughs) Was that your guess guess. as well? (laughs) That I love, actually. (laughs) Give up? Yeah. Okay. It was the Christmas Chronicles. Kurt Russell is Santa. There is a scene where he's in jail and gets all Um, the inmates to rock out. It is amazing. Oh, boy. Yeah, that sounds great. I've only ever seen the poster for this one, and <laughs> I cannot say what my partner and I jokingly refer to this movie as not having seen it because you don't like cursing <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> I will edit it out in this instance because I'm curious. Or okay, I will cover well, it up. <laughs> well, we call it, this is the Santa who fucks. <laughs> Because <laughs> if you look at the poster, he's just so knowing and smirky and flirty. And it's like, come hither, but Santa. It's like, oh, Kurt Russell has got it going on in this, I guess. What's happening? He's a very magnetic presence in that movie. Quite right. Quite right. But yeah, I've not seen this movie. Watch but it. every time that it comes up on Netflix in the carousel of things that exist, you know, it's like, oh, hey. <laughs> Give it a watch. You might be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> He just pops up giving you the eyes. I wrote an article for another website that was talking about the power of Christmas and the interpretations of Santa, and I talked a lot about the Christmas Chronicles in that article. So, yeah. Mm. The sequel's pretty good as well. Goldie Hawn is Mrs. Claus. Oh, that's cool. Real-life wife and stuff. Mm. So, there we go. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Not to be that person, but what's funny about child neglect? Home Alone. Bingo. Yes. (laughs) Also, same. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Especially Home Alone 2 when they like leave him in a different city and they just kind of like, oh no, our boy is not here. I did it like, again. Are you kidding? <laughs> well, they saw how well he coped the first time. He'll <laughs> be fine. Okay, I have four left. So the next one way too much singing and stupid teen crap. Finally gave up a third of the way through when they had barely even introduced the apocalypse. Sucked. Chrissy's Christmas buzzer sound effect. Go on. Anna and the Apocalypse. Bingo. Well done. That one's an easy one. Not to take away from your answer, the fact that you got it right, but... <laughs> you had the word Apocalypse in there, so I kind of felt I knew this one. <laughs> it could 
have been the night before. Is that not an apocalypse one as well? Ah, uh, it could have been. Yeah. Or Krampus that has an apocalypse in it, kind of. Anyway, well done. You got it right. Okay, it's going to be one of a few options, but there's a there's a big clue in it. It starts off with, Vanessa Hudgens hits a man with her car and holds him hostage over Christmas, despite the fact he's clearly confused and probably should be checked into a mental unit. Spoilers, historically inaccurate. Oh, I know this one. It, it involves a snail. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to say the name just but for not a, but not a dance but competition? But not a dance competition. Or the Olympics. I think we all know it's... Hang on, I was going to go through Cat's list to find one. We all know it's A Night Before Christmas. That's correct. Or The Night Before Christmas. Okay, down to the last two now. This movie is like Paul Blart Mall Cop, if it sucked. <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> Jingle Bells Love Actually. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, it's not a thing. It's not on the list. I'm sorry. You can try and put me off all you want, but I'm going to get it. Okay, I question this person's movie taste because <laughs> if you lead with Paul Blart Mall Cop is a great movie, I have such a vast number of questions. Mm. Is it the YouTube meme, Paul Blart Darth Mall Cop? No, but I've never heard of that and now I need to know what it is. It's just bits of Paul Blart Mall Cop with Darth Maul reacting to it. Okay, I will look that up and put it in the show notes. Okay, any more guesses? I have no idea. Mall Cop has thrown me. <laughs> yeah, mall cop. But if it sucked, so wait, wait. Let's think about this. Is it Interstellar? <laughs> <laughs> that film is set over like a billion years, but Christmas is never included. Everyone on here is seven Christmases on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> you go out to the spaceship and their stockings are just so full. <laughs> These oranges are rotten. We've got time to watch the first 19 Christmas Switch movies. Never thought about the similarities between Paul Blart Mall Cop and Interstellar, but now that you mention it, yeah, I'm starting to see a lot of links there. Father <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is trying to get Rudolph to spin in the opposite direction to the reindeer so he can sync up with the chimney <laughs> with a square-shaped gift. You laugh, and yet... <laughs> okay, so any more guesses? Even just Hail Mary guesses? Is it Hail Mary? No. <laughs> Shall I just reveal, put you out of your misery? Go for it. It is Die Hard. Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait. Wait. I didn't no. take down the usernames of these people that left these reviews, by the way, but if it's you, get in touch. <laughs> I'd love oh, to hear from no. you. Paul Blart, but if it sucked, is this a troll review? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's being serious here, but I've had yeah, fun with it. Yeah, I don't know. Him. I mean, some of those I can believe in terms of I hated this, whatever, but Paul Blart, but if it sucked, I... <laughs> I take offence. <laughs> it was when I reached that comment, I was like, I don't need to go any further. I won't find one better than this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so again, if it's you, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Your penmanship is excellent. The last one. And then I've found a few funny Love Actually ones while we've been talking. So <laughs> just to please Angus. But this last one. I understand the gesture of burning custody papers, but I don't think that holds up legally. Also, the 90s are aggressively anti-therapy. Jingle bells, the Santa Claus. Correct. Yes. The custody papers. Oh? I wasn't keeping track of who was doing best there, so does anybody know who got more points than anyone else? Not that it matters. I think I probably only got one. <laughs> <laughs> Salvaged it at the end. I think I got two. Well done. But I think we can all agree we had fun hearing these scathing reviews. The Die Hard one is particularly good. It's mind-boggling. Yeah. 
So do you want to hear some Love Actually ones that I just found that are on the first two pages of the place I was finding these from? Yes, please. Yeah, okay. So the, the first one is quite a simple one. I quite liked it, though. I thought I would take it down. Not elaborating either with a half-star review. Just <laughs> not going to tell you why, but I no. hate this. <laughs> Another one. Has it always been this bad? It's not an ultimate rom-com if not a single plot line is anything. Anything at all. This movie is nothing. Now, had they put in a love story between Bill Nye and his manager, maybe I would have been on board. But no, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. This is garbage. Actually hated every second. Note to the writers of the movie, learn the difference between love and infatuation. I'm going to go vomit now. <laughs> infatuation, actually. Yeah. Okay, this last one. Really, really despise the fat shaming of Natalie. This film has aged badly. Well, I mean, I think even within the film, it's portrayed as a bad thing. Which one's Natalie? Hugh Grant's assistant. Um, All right, or okay. not his assistant. She brings him a biscuit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate hobnob. Is that her from EastEnders? Oh, I don't know what she's been in. I only know her from this movie. She lives in like a council estate or something. Council flat, I don't know. No, she just lives in Wandsworth, the dodgy end. Okay. But yeah, so... I do think that it's portrayed, even within the film, her ex fat shames her a lot. And then there's comments from different people. And then I think at the end, Hugh Grant's like, hey, like, no, that's nonsense. Like from the beginning, actually, their whole relationship. So, I mean, I don't know. It's aged badly in different ways. I don't know that that one's necessarily super fair, but eh, to each their own feelings. And Hugh Grant's a prime minister, isn't he? In this film? He is, yeah. Don't we all wish that Hugh Grant was the Prime Minister now? I think he'd make do a much better job. <laughs> I wish that anyone except the Prime Minister was the Prime Minister. <laughs> Just anyone. Let's not get political. No, instead, let's thank the fine folks at monogramdoorknobs.com for that bonus Love Actually content. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing about Love Actually, it's in poor taste, is that Liam Neeson is playing a guy that's mourning his dead wife. That's kind of on the nose. <laughs> but he hasn't lost his daughter on a train. <laughs> <laughs> he isn't fighting wolves to go get somebody I don't know <laughs> or he's not on a plane and texting someone or whatever that film is about non-stop is that what it's called oh I wouldn't know it's just Liam Neeson processing his grief through doing terrible films that's not what we should talk about here that's what Christmas means to me <laughs> that's what Christmas means to all of us I don't know but yeah so you've got some love actually content so there you go I've pandered so I hope you're happy. <laughs> I'm not going to use random no or because we only have two people left. So Angus, give us your part two of your award-winning Home Alone trap guessing game. And I'm okay. assuming you've used Home Sweet Home Alone for this one. I most certainly have not. <laughs> Don't ever watch it. It's awful. So far beyond awful. If you ever take one piece of advice I ever give you, it's do not watch Home Sweet or Home Alone. Almost topical then that we're returning to the Home Alone-iverse. For the return of the popular Christmas classic, guess the victim of the Home Alone trap. <laughs> All you need to play is an encyclopedic knowledge of the life and times of celebrated psychopath Kevin McAllister. Or failing that, lucky guesswork. I will attempt to creatively describe the homemade trap, and all you have to do is tell me the victim. It's multiple choice. Your options, as they were last time, are Harry, Marv, or Bandits, if he manages to get both Bandits with one trap. Can't remember how we did this last time, if it was a shout-out kind of thing. It was a shout-out. I could read through the clue, give you a couple of seconds to mull it over, and if you're very confident of who you think might be caught in the trap, you could shout-out. Otherwise, I'll have to start picking on people to guess. 
I'd started preparing this last year because I was going to do the true Home Alone canon 1 and 2 as part of last year's game and when I was preparing it I realised that there were hundreds of traps and that we would never get through all of 1 and 2 last year so there's 14 for you to enjoy this year. It's the most prepared Angus has ever been for any podcast a year in advance. (laughs) Well yeah a year in advance and then I almost turned up a week early for it. That was non-recorded material for you there. And now he has nothing for next year. Yeah so I'll probably just check out next year. (laughs) I'm not going to consider doing any of the rest, though. (laughs) Okay. Are we all ready? Do we all understand what is being asked of us here? Yes. Cool. Okay, let's go. Number one. Abseiling through fire is a bad idea. Falling far to the target of catapulted cans concludes with a new coat. Marv. That's incorrect. (sighs) The other one. (laughs) Going for Harry? Yes. That's incorrect. I wonder what it could be. Buzz. I mean, eh. <laughs> okay, bandits. That was bandits. Well done, well done. <laughs> We're off the board. Here we go. Incidentally, I can't believe you weren't jumping in with Buzz, your girlfriend, Woof on the previous games, I guess. Ah, I, I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the more sedate Jingle Bells buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no Buzz, your girlfriend, Woof in Home Alone 2. Although there is Buzz, I'm led to believe in a certain other Home Alone film. Yeah, no spoilers though, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Don't watch it for yourself and never find out. Do yourself a favour. I, I will not. Okay, question number two. There's no stairway to heaven when the entire tool chest descending will send you to hell. Bzz, both. <gasps> You've gone for both? That's correct. Yeah. It was bandits. Congrats. Can you describe what happens there? Do they get whacked in the head by a toolbox and then they fall down the stairs? Yeah, there's like a stairway up to the attic and... Kevin has rigged up the doorknob to the door to the stairs rope all the way up to this tool chest on wheels at the top and it takes a very long time to clatter all the way down the stairs the whole time they're both pressing their ears to the door thinking what could that be and of course it's yet another trap great foresight on their part just getting close to the thing that yeah, is about yeah. to murder them yeah i mean you'd think they've learned touch. by now but no anyway moving swiftly on number three gym class standard plus unsecured plaster is a recipe for disaster buzz ari that's incorrect Ooh. ah Mars. you're right it was marv <laughs> gym class standard plus unsecured plaster is a recipe for disaster that was indeed marv <laughs> he attempts to climb a rope and I think there's a bag of plaster tied to the top of it. He pulls the rope and the bag of plaster falls on his head. Somehow not killing him. Not killing him, no. Yet more head trauma that doesn't kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Question four. Shakes and rickety ladders do not mix well. Uh, Harry? You're right! It was Harry. Yes, Kevin has prepared a ladder, taken a saw to it. Harry tries to climb up the ladder and it falls apart. Question number five. Figurative hotheads should avoid becoming literal hotheads. Acrobatic lavatorial evacuations won't unsting that thing. (laughs) Harry. (laughs) That is Harry. It sounds like you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yes. Gets covered in gasoline and gets his head set on fire and tries to put it in the toilet, which is also full of gasoline. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and when I was watching it back, I was thinking, wow, look at that. Joe Pesci handstand. Obviously, it's not him, but (laughs) to kind of suspend your disbelief as he does this acrobatic (laughs) manoeuvre. Okay, question number six. Former wet bandits should know playing with taps can have shocking results. Uh, the tall one. (laughs) 
Yes, go for it. Marv? That is Marv, you're right. Was I right um, that he's a tall one, or was I right? You're, yeah, you were correct. <laughs> <laughs> On both you know what was being described there? Uh, electrocution. Yeah, you can actually see his skeleton at one point. <laughs> I find it more unbelievable that Joe Pesci could do the handstand than I would actually be able to see Marv's skeleton when he's being electrocuted, but there you go. Apparently they really electrocuted Daniel Stern, and that's what happened. <laughs> so that actually happened, so that's crazy. Yeah. He gives a really good scream during that electrocution, so if anyone wants to see it, I'd recommend just look up all the traps on YouTube. I've got it on repeat. Keep setting them for Natalie around the house, that's why she's not here. She's trying to get to the podcast, but she can't because there's so many traps. Yeah, if you hear any clattering in the background, that's what's going on. Okay, number seven. We're almost halfway through. Hurled building blocks utilise gravity to substitute construction for destruction. Both. Incorrect. Uh. Buzz. I'll explain Parry. why. Incorrect. Yeah. Marv? <laughs> That's correct. It was not a trick question. It was Marv. Craig, I can see why you'd think that it would be both, as both of them are targeted with those bricks that Kevin is throwing off the roof, but Harry manages to dodge all of them Comically, they all hit Marv in the face. Uh-huh. And that's several stories worth of gravity and brick to a man's skull. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, question number eight. Dropping the paint habit in favour of taking a hit from the pipe yields familiar results. Harry. That's wrong. That's incorrect. Is it both? It is both, yes. They somehow managed to see through the head trauma that they've suffered multiple times, remembering back to the events of the first Home Alone when Kevin swung paint cans at them down the stairs. They dodged the paint cans. They didn't see the big pipe coming, so (laughs) they both take a pipe to the face. Okay, number nine. Shots to the buttocks, crotch, and nose are a staple of the genre. Both? It's not both. Ooh, is it Marv? It is Marv, yes. He, for some reason, keeps going after a door that has a staple gun rigged to it. (laughs) First of all, he's facing away from the door. Staple gun fires through the keyhole into his ass. (laughs) Turns around, one in the crotch, then he kneels down, and finally a staple to the nose. (laughs) Can you tell I'm enjoying this? (laughs) Not far to go now, guys. Stick with it, stick with it. Number 10. Improvised playground equipment should not be enjoyed near vehicles. Both. It's not both. Harry? It's Harry. Well done. I knew you knew that one. You can now describe exactly what was going on. (laughs) I think he crushes the roof of a car. He does. From when he flies off of the seesaw. Yeah. Yeah. They're robbing a shop, I think, and uh, he jumps out the window right onto the seesaw. Then Marv comes out after him, propelling him up into the air so far and in slow motion. And then the amount of destruction he does to this car is quite incredible. Really spectacular, yes. (laughs) So it'll be a fractured spine to add to the list of injuries. I think that was the first one that befalls him, so he does well to keep going after that. Question number 11. Opening this door results in an immediate trip to the hardware store. Marv. It's not right. Harry. It's Harry. Yeah, pretty straightforward trap, this one. Door rigged up big tool bag above it he opens the door and just stands there while a whole lot of tools drop onto his head (laughs) okay question number 12 unsecured shelves are like dms be careful which ones you slide into (laughs) marv that is marv yes he did a lot of sliding around on ice in home alone one in this one i think it's kevin's kind of lubed up the floor with some detergent or something and rigged these shelves full of paint cans to fall over the uh, unsuspecting Marv as he slides all the way into them. Okay, the penultimate question. 13. 
front door plus missing floor equals basement sore. That'd be a Harry, wouldn't it? It's not Harry. Oh. Both? It's not both. It's got to be Harry. Yes, <laughs> Is it Marv? It's Marv. Well done. Well done. You got there. Yep. Big section of missing floor in front of the front door. He flies all the way down through several stories and, again, miraculously does pretty well to come out fairly unharmed. Okay, the last question, number 14. Encountering lubrication by the evacuation station will send you to the pavement. Missed opportunity there for one more rhyme, but no. Well, I don't know. There's like a half rhyme in there. Encountering <laughs> lubrication by the evacuation station will send you to the pavement. You know. Yes. Marv? Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac is correct. That hey. was Harry. He is attempting to jump to the fire escape ladder. It's been lubed up with hilarious consequences. <laughs> that was great. That was everything I wanted it to be and more. <laughs> I think I enjoyed that more than anyone else did. <laughs> At the end of that, I had two. Cat had three. Isaac had four. Craig won with five. Ooh. Well, congratulations and thank you for keeping score. I think you should get bonus points possibly taking you into the lead for doing that <laughs> give yourself a pat on the back i'm assuming you've done it consider it patted well done everyone well done and that's going to be the end of the home alone game forever there'll be no more iterations uh, of the home alone trap game we're not going to do home alone three four five or home suite done it's over and we managed to get through a whole section about home alone 2 without mentioning donald trump apart from that time right there yep. <laughs> You could do variations on the Home Alone game, such as Kevin McAllister's hijinks escaping from things. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I've reached dizzying heights with this game. Did you have one for the pigeons when they get attacked by the pigeons? Did you have one for that? I didn't. You see, it's not really a trap. No. But it is a thing that happens to them. It is a thing that happens to them. It's more of a celebration of Kevin's psychopathic tendency. <laughs> well, great game. We all enjoyed Thank it. You. Thank you. Very good. Very good. We are all G'd up for some Christmas brutality after that, I believe. Okay, last but by no means least, we have Chris with his mystery game. I have no idea what this is. He did tease it with, I've got one that's crap or another one that might be crap. So that sets expectations. <laughs> <laughs> and consider those expectations met. <laughs> okay, what I have done is instead of going to Aaron, which would have been a good choice, or going to Natalie, which also would have been a good choice, I have went to my third favourite voice assistant and got it to record quotes from different Christmas movies. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, which you do because you're contractually obliged, is to tell me which Christmas film the quote is from. I wonder who this voice assistant is. <laughs> we'll just get you to buzz in with your favourite buzzer of choice um, if you know the film. And here is clip number one. What if Christmas... He thought, doesn't come from a store. What if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? Marv? <laughs> <laughs> That's my buzzer for today, just Marv? Marv. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Angus. I think it was How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Correct! Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. And Craig can edit that out if he doesn't want to play royalty-free uh, <laughs> clips or not. We used clips last year, Correct. so I don't care. It's going in. Oh, there we go. Good news. Okay. Clip number two. 
I planned out our whole day. First, we'll make snow angels for a two hours. Then we'll go ice skating. Then we'll eat a whole roll of Toll House cookie dough as fast as we can. And then we'll snuggle. Princess Switch. Incorrect. Sounds like a great plan, though. <laughs> it's very regimented. plan. So I wonder. <laughs> I want to eat a whole thing of cookie dough and then snuggle. Sounds great. It's quite so regimented, yeah. so I'm wondering if there's <laughs> something in there. It's someone who's very fastidious. The Princess Switch, too. <laughs> a bad mom's Christmas. Incorrect. Do you want the clip one more time, or are you wanting me to reveal? It's not going to help if I hear it again. Yeah, I have no idea. Going once, going twice. It was, in fact, from Elf. Plan out our whole day. First, we'll make snow angels for two hours, and then we'll go ice skating, and then we'll eat a whole roll of Toll House cookie dough as fast as we can, and then, to finish, we'll snuggle. There you go. <laughs> from, of course, Elf. Okay, clip number three. Strange, isn't it? Each man's life touches so many other lives. When he isn't around... He leaves an awful hole, doesn't he? Bzz, it's a wonderful life. Correct. Strange, isn't it? Each man's life touches so many other lives. When he isn't around, he leaves an awful hole, doesn't he? There you go. Okay, clip number four. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Jingle bells. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Angus? Yes, Home Alone. I bet you're going to put the real oh, movie. Incorrect. Cat. Home Alone 2? Correct! Hey! Christmas, you filthy animal! Damn it. Angels with filthier souls, actually. It's a popular misconception. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's keep the change, you filthy animal, in the first one. Mm-hmm. Angus had just lost all Home Alone credibility. All of it gone. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to get that there, Angus. I thought you were going to get that. Okay, final clip. I never thought it was such a bad little tree. It's not bad at all, really. Maybe it just needs a little love. No idea. It's not a bad little tree. A magic tree? It is not about a magic tree. Not a bad little tree. Miracle on 34th Street. Love Incorrect. Actually. Incorrect. Batman Returns. <laughs> that would be brilliant if it was from Batman Returns. Incorrect. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas? Incorrect. <sighs> it is, in fact, from Charlie Brown. I never thought it was such a bad little tree. <laughs> It's not bad at all, really. Maybe it just needs a little love. Oh, maybe it just needs a little love. (laughs) And that is the final clip in my silly little game. What was your other idea, then? You'll find out on a future episode of Year Before Pause. Brought to you by (laughs) monogrammeddoorknobs.com. Thank you, monogrammeddoorknobs. Thank you. Light up your Christmas with a monogrammeddoorknob. Does anyone remember the jingle? Because I don't. <laughs> no, neither do I. <laughs> I just remember the Chris to Chris jingle. The previous podcast? <laughs> the Chris jingle. Yeah, God. <laughs> yes, the jingle was in the previous podcast. I believe it was Angus that came up with it. Oh, really? Yeah. That doesn't sound like me. What I'll do is I'll try and extract it from the previous podcast and put it in this one. <laughs> That's what I'll try and do. When, so when you close together. the door on annoying Christmas games, why not send them a message with your custom monogram doorknobs? That's right, custom monogram doorknobs. <laughs> Sponsors of the Neil Before podcast. Monogramdoorknobs.com. Merry Christmas. But yes, it was a fun game. It was great hearing. Is it Microsoft Sam or what's his name now? So it is the voice of Siri, but you'll also recognise him as the voiceover from The Weakest Link. <laughs> if I ever watched that, I might, yes. Same voice actor. Okay. Brilliant. 
Well, that was a fun game. It was a fun game. We've come to the end of our games. I'm sad to say. People might be happy to see oh. we were through all our games. But yes, everybody brought their A games, it has to be said. Although I don't know, Chris, was that the crap one or the not as crap one? <laughs> Which one did you choose? I'll leave that for you to find out <laughs> in the future episodes of Neil Before Paul. I mean, we have to do this again next year. Oh, man. I'm out of games. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> we're all spent with games. That was great. It was good fun. Thank you, everybody, for contributing to this Christmas chaos as it sits. I think we should end with going around the the table, this not quite table, this not real table, this virtual table, and discuss what our Christmas plans are because the listeners want to know what we're up to at Christmas. So, Angus, how are you spending the festive period? I am following all of the laws <laughs> not doing anything <laughs> remotely illegal. <laughs> I'm seeing people when I can see them. I am eating and drinking as much as I can. And yeah, hoping to have a good time. Hope everyone else has a great time too. Well, there are no laws to break at this time of recording. At this stage, yeah, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I've made my statement about following them now. Okay. Well, assuming there are no laws to follow, then where will you be going? Probably to my mum and dad's place. Mm. as is traditional, and eating them out of house and home. Yep, that's the way to do it. Saves you money over the Christmas period by just demolishing <laughs> everything they have in the fridge. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Why change the habit of a lifetime? <laughs> Chris, what will you be doing for your Christmas festivities? First of all, I'd like to go on the record and say that I will be following all rules this Christmas, safe in the knowledge that the police do not look into me breaking the rules after the fact, because mm-hmm. that is not their job. They do not look into historic offences carried out at Christmas. <laughs> I will be spending my time at my parents' house, also eating them out of house and home. Great. What about you, Isaac? I'll be going back to Blackpool uh, around the times when I'm not working in cafes. <laughs> Christmas Eve to Boxing Day. Oh. <laughs> That's a back to Blackpool. That is a whirlwind tour. Yep. Will there be any transport on Boxing Day to get you back? A very full bus. Mm. That sounds horrific. Should be fun. <laughs> Isaac has <laughs> experienced the magic of Christmas on public transport. Yep. There's nothing better. Are you also going to be eating people out of house and home? Potentially. Oh, my dad's not listening to this podcast. So I can say that I've ordered him a Loch Lomond salmon <laughs> for his present. So <laughs> some of the food's been provided. Oh, very nice. Kat, what about you? What's your festive plans? Oh, well, actually, I feel like I'm going to be a right absolute asshole to everybody here, and I really apologize. But in also following all the rules and regulations and what have you, I am going to California to meet my partner's family for the first time. We've been together for two years, and I have not met the family on the other side of the pond in real life. I've met them on Zooms. I've met them on, like, FaceTime and whatever. So I'm going on a pretty long trip from mid-December to about early January. We're going to Hawaii first, because why not? Because the grandparents live there. So yeah, that's my plan. <laughs> it's ludicrous to talk about out loud. <laughs> you win. Shut it all down. <laughs> I'm really that's sorry. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Well, I shouldn't have yeah, went <laughs> Now I know where all that monogram doorknobs money went. I apologize profusely to everybody involved. <laughs> <laughs> and to the listeners too. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> it's Santa in shorts for Cat's Christmas. That's what it is. Quite right. I am packing a swimsuit 
for 28 degree weather, oh, no. what the heck? It's December. I don't understand. Well, 28 degrees at any time of the year, never mind Christmas, sounds horrible to me. It's probably, yeah, too much for y'all Scots. I'm Greek, so 28, eh, it's hot, but it's not unbearable. I think I'll be fine. My partner may melt. We'll see about that. If it were me going, it would just be me complaining the entire time <laughs> about the heat. Good thing you don't have family out there where it's 28 degrees all year long. It's a very good thing. <laughs> but those sound like amazing plans. Yeah, I hope so. I hope it'll be a good time. I've never been to San Francisco or indeed Hawaii. It's It'll be the furthest west I've ever traveled in my life. So yeah, looking forward to it. Kind of sounds like the plot to Four Christmases. No, except it's not like we've gone out of our way to not spend. There's been a global <laughs> pandemic. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Maybe next year it'll be a Greek Christmas. Who knows? Maybe. That sounds great. Well, my plans are going to pale in comparison, but... I'm going to my dad's, hopefully, assuming everything continues at pace. So I'll be heading there on Christmas Eve, spending a couple of days there, eating them out of house and home, and then I'll be coming home to, I don't know, sit around for a bit. I think that's what Christmas should be. Craig's dad lives in Barbados, everyone, so don't, don't <laughs> let him play down his plan. <laughs> well, he splits time between there and Tahiti. <laughs> That's why I don't go, because it's really hot and I just don't want to be there. But Tahiti is a wonderful place. Magical place, I think you'll find. <laughs> no, that sounds great. We have Christmas plans this year. And when we actually recorded the Christmas podcast last year, we all had Christmas plans at that point as well. And then a few days Aww. later, they died, thanks to the government. So, come on, government, don't do it to us this year. Don't turn us into liars on a podcast. Don't kill Christmas. <laughs> don't kill Christmas. Don't ruin Christmas. But the, the trips to California, I don't know if this is interesting to listeners, but staying in anyway, the trip to California, I, can, I imagine you have to go through some fairly strict criteria yeah. to get <laughs> out of this country and into theirs. We're getting PCR tests the day before, and I've already applied for my visa, well, visa waiver rather, because I'm Greek, so I don't need a proper visa, but I still need to fill out a bunch of forms for the American government to snoop through and then decide, should we let her in? And prematurely, they've said yes. Uh, at least that is covered. That's good. And also, I mean, generally, I'm not really taking any unnecessary risks in the couple of weeks leading up to it so you know no crazy parties no anything like that anyway not really going to go to the cinema in the next couple of weeks just to make sure i'm not in like a crowded space or not even to like see spider-man well i mean i'm leaving on the 15th so oh no i may or may not catch it where i'm going we'll see i think my partner and his brother have a tradition to watch all the spider-man movies together so I think we're going to definitely try and do that. But yeah, I'm going to miss the UK release. <laughs> <laughs> so just to get you back for shaming us all with your Christmas plans, I will message you on the 15th and say, Andrew Garfield's in it, even if he's not. So, okay, can we do a straw poll here? Who here thinks that Andrew Garfield and or Tobey Maguire are in this movie? Because I think so. I yeah, think of they're course in. they are. I don't think they are. <laughs> there we go. Voice of dissent. I think they are, but the horrible person inside of me hopes that they aren't, just so I can see the gnashing of teeth afterwards. <laughs> wow. Menace. No one is ever going to believe another word Andrew Garfield says ever again, because <laughs> he's been lying for like a year now. 
He's just been lying I mean, through his teeth. It's the opposite of the uh, Tom Holland effect, where everything he says is treated like, oh, oh, is that another <laughs> leak? <laughs> also, by the time you listen to this, depending on how quickly I edit it, the film may be out and that question may be answered, so all this may be irrelevant, but it's staying in, because apparently I can't go an entire podcast without talking about Spider-Man. But, yeah, you'll see it in the US a couple of days after we see it, I suppose. We're all yeah. going. Yeah, I guess so. We'll be avoiding all spoilers. Yes. <laughs> avoiding the internet. Just avoid the internet in general. I think that's good advice Definitely. for life. Except from this podcast, avoid the internet. <laughs> Get all your news a month late on Neil Before Pod. It's the way it should be. <laughs> of course, none of us mentioned the Christmas plans. The Neil Before Pod crew are going for dinner on the 10th of December, which will probably have been and gone by the time this podcast goes out, but we're doing that. We're going for a meal. The Edinburgh-based people except Isaac. Because he hates us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing that. And Kat's not going either because she's in London, which is a little bit far I away. I am. Sad face. If you do see us out, we'll be happy to <laughs> sign autographs. <laughs> take pictures. Not too close, of course. Yeah, if you see us, come and say hello. <laughs> You'll be missed, Kat. Yeah, I'll, I'll miss you guys too. I'm glad I got to see everybody briefly on my very brief sojourn into Edinburgh in November. I missed you guys terribly. So, yeah, drink a pint for me. Somebody eat some cake. I can do those. Anyone else want to pick up any tasks? <laughs> 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 Angus is going to do them all. Job done. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, yeah, we can do that. We... No bother. Angus, always happy to take that silver bullet. Take one for the team. Take one for the team. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Your sacrifice is appreciated. <laughs> so we could have a Christmas this year, which is nice. That's, I think, what we should take away from this. And we played some fun games over audio, which is also nice. That's great. So let us just wrap this thing up and all go our separate Christmas ways. So... Angus, thank you very much for joining and your delicious Home Alone game. Thank you. I'm glad you're all here to witness the retirement of the Home Alone game. The graceful exit of the Home Alone game. <laughs> yes. Season's beatings, everyone. <laughs> Chris, thanks very much for being here and your Siri quote reading game. <laughs> you're welcome. I did enjoy it. I very much enjoyed it. Isaac, thanks for your game, The Unparalleled knowledge of netflix christmas movies there'll be plenty more for next year oh great look forward to that and kat thank you for your box office contribution where there was Much some surprises <laughs> yes <laughs> christmas movies made varying degrees of money there's a surprise Who knew? yeah and i guess i'll thank myself for finding some scathing reviews of christmas movies thank you me for doing that. Way, thank you, Craig. And thank you for hosting and having us on your podcast. Every time you're like, hey, would you like to talk about whatever? I'm like, yeah, sure. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> Where can I express all my myriad opinions with such ease and grace <laughs> and when, with better company? So, yeah, thank you oh, that's, for that's very doing sweet. this, as always. Well, you're very welcome. And you can stay tuned for our Hawkeye and Spider-Man chats possibly early next year. Or late this year, we don't know. Depends when we have time, because they'll need to be done. Those are coming up, as are some other things that we can maybe talk about. And maybe not, because I don't know what they are. I'm just waffling about. So. Mysteries. Yeah. Such mysteries. So, thank you listeners for tuning in to our Christmas Spectacular. We played some games, we had some laughs. We went to the coast. 
to paraphrase the Die Hard quote. What's the quote, Angus? Come on, give us a Die Hard quote. You've caught me. <laughs> You've caught me out. No <laughs> <laughs> <Other> way. <laughs> and just think, there was years where you prepared a Christmas wrap, and this year you can't even. Oh, think of the I quote. know. I just rehashed an old quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. That'll do. I'll take it. <laughs> So there's no one to thank for music because I've just used some royalty-free stuff that no one gets thanked for because it's royalty-free stuff. But thanks to whoever did that, I suppose, someone had to compose it, someone had to arrange it, someone had to record it. So whoever that was, thank you. But if you enjoyed what you heard, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. It'll be on your feed. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, we would love a comment and a star rating. But everybody, I want a chorus of how many stars? Come on. Everybody, how many stars? Five stars. Five gold stars. (laughs) Yeah, five stars. Great. Musical. We are such a musical team. I don't think we could have done it better had we prepared it. (laughs) (laughs) Join us next time and possibly next year for Neil Before Pod. Come on, everybody. Three, two, one. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas, (laughs) Monogram door knobs. Merry Christmas. <laughs>